<laughs> we're going to start recording now just in case and we can edit this out if we need to. But welcome to the Soccer Podcast where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world and everything in between. My name is Sebastian and this week I'm joined here by at least Dwayne. Yeah, put your put your game face on. Uh, yeah, Dwayne's here and then we, we're having... We got a guest. We got a guest joining uh, us later on in the show. I couldn't get the mute button to come up. <laughs> or the, dang it. Uh, 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 Dan, soccer Dan is back on the podcast this week. Technology inept <laughs> soccer Dan. <laughs> Man, I'm glad I'm glad Zoom Zoom did a version for flip phones that, that allows us to have you on. I should. Boy, I'm glad I'm I glad should go Dan. back to a flip phone. <laughs> I'm glad Dan is you know flip right side up. Because you know he was like this, he was sideways for. And not only that, like on the side of the, like on the corner of the, like he was also on the corner of the screen too. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You're not gonna be able to replicate it now because you're trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I, again, I have no idea what I, what I. He was done. falling. He was sure falling off the bridge. Muted. I don't know how how I even muted this yeah. darn thing. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. All right. Well, we were just actually just talking about this. Uh, the. Uh, Dwayne, let's talk about the Philadelphia Union. Dan, you watched the game because <laughs> it was on cable. I did watch. I did watch the game because because I didn't have to get the app for it. <laughs> um, I, I I watched part of the first half and then I fell asleep, so I didn't finish watching the game. It's too late, man. Ten o'clock games. Yeah, it wasn't easy. In fact, I kind of I was hoping that I would just be able to lay on the couch and rest my eyes and listen to the game, but I couldn't. I, I kept. Kept me interested oh, well, the whole was, time, even for as tired as I was. I'll tell you what, I don't think any Union fans traveled to Mexico. <laughs> no, it didn't look like it. Because <laughs> um, it was <laughs> it was kind of crazy out there, man. Their, their fans were lit. And I don't know what they were chanting at the end of the game. Maybe, Sebastian, your Spanish is better than ours. But um, I know the commentators kept saying that they kept saying something and they might stop the game. Oh, they were doing some some racist stuff. I don't know. Every time I they were definitely throwing things. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't give out the plastic cups at that game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It's, I think it's one of those things now where it's, luckily, I think CONCACAF and Comable are, are, are really cracking down on that kind of stuff now. And they'll suspend, um, either they'll suspend your stadium or they'll suspend you from, from going to away games. Um, but in general, I think it's also happening in Italy a lot too. Like it just this this the 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 racist and demeaning chants have to stop. It just has to end. It can't just continue to be a thing that happens. That's not part of it. I agree. That's not I part. Agree. Of it. That's not just not part of the game anymore. And not only that, like Lukaku last week got thrown out because he was upset about it. I feel like that stuff always happens to Lukaku. Like he got he got a second yellow because he like said because he made a he made a gesture back to the back to the 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 fans because they were saying something mean to him like he's he's fed up he is as as he should be you what you're gonna start seeing is you're gonna start seeing like players legitimately just walk off the field or, you're gonna see hey, or, or walk up in the stands and punch him in the face I was about to say you remember the malice in the, run, run our test malice in the palace you run our <laughs> test man <laughs> Meta world peace <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean that's it isn't. I mean, look, it's been happening in sports for years. Fans want to want to interject something, and they think they're supporting their 
their team, right? I mean, yeah. Um, and the, you know, I'm just trying to get into the the athlete's head or whatever, but um, it, I I totally agree with you. I mean, you can't have it continue in this day and age that these um issues keep popping up, and yeah. it's weekly. Yeah, I mean, it, it is is a thing. I mean, and maybe because social media, we know what's happening more frequently than yeah. uh, we used to think it was happening. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't go to that many games, but you know, I tell people all the time that going up to see a union game is great because it's a small stadium. Everybody's close to the field. There's really not a bad seat there. And even though there are Philadelphia fans, there that sometimes act in unbecoming ways, they still are much better than what you hear yeah. um, going around in the world. You know, I mean, Philadelphia fans, regardless of the sport, are, are very passionate. They are. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, that is a good thing. Um, I mean, I, so when I look at, like, hey, these guys are really being... I would say they're being good compared to what you see on the news. I encourage people to go to the union games all the time. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, yeah. I think part of it is, you know, there's, there's definitely a level of passion and a level of, and you want to create that atmosphere. I'm all for the idea that you want to create an atmosphere <laughs> on your home on your home stadium that makes it difficult for players from other teams to, to come into it with, with respect, right? There, there's a difference, I think, between the folklore of a game and the essence of it. And then, you know, going into the direction of you, you know, you start throwing things or or saying derogatory or racist, you know, making remarks like that, that just don't don't have any place for that in the in sports, especially with especially with the kids around. Right. Like there's you, you want kids to go to games. Right. You want younger fans. You want that to happen. If not, what you're going to end up seeing is what happens to other sports. Right. Like what is it baseball that like is, you know, continues to have massive declines of like either people going to the games or watching on TV because like there is no renewed generation of fans, right? There's some, but not like, not to the extent where it's like, oh, this is what you do, right? Like, you know, we were having a conversation the other day at Odessa with about the Sandlot, the movie, the Sandlot, how it's a movie that kids don't know anymore. Everybody, you had, it's like you had to watch the Sandlot. Like, listen, believe me, I am not a baseball fan by any stretch of the imagination. I don't particularly like the sport, but I like the Sandlot. And for that hour and 20 minute period, I am a baseball fan. Right. And <laughs> you and you, you root for that. But then that maybe catches your attention. <clears throat> hey, let me put on a game or something like that. Or the Mighty Ducks made people ice hockey fans. Right. And you wanted to watch that. And you're like, oh, that sounds like that sounds like cool. Even though from what I've heard from people that that know ice hockey, the Mighty Ducks is a terrible hockey movie. <laughs> itself. It's just like Bend it like Beckham. Right. Like, that's not oh, a soccer yeah, movie. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But um, but I but I do think it does it does bring up right. So so when we do have a lot of younger kids, and I feel like I've seen a lot of younger kids at the union games when I've gone this season. Now that I've gone a lot more, um, I do think you the way you encourage that is to to you know exhibit positive behavior, not negative behavior. And so far, I mean, I feel like the union, outside of some minor things that I've that Duane and I haven't agreed on when it comes to the referees uh you know it, it's it's been it's been good um but yeah so the the union end up tying the game 
Um, Carranza scores in the 78th minute to tie the game. Um, and because three of stars, the- baby, three stars. I'm that's surprised right. You didn't throw that in there. Yeah. Now you're in that three star. Now you're in that three star life, man. Now you know what it's like. Well, Carranza in the national team is like half a star. <clears throat> it's okay, star. man. It's all right, man. He it's it's just it's every Argentinian. There's 45 million Argentinians, man. And uh there's one on every soccer field. Yep, that's right. And every one of us won the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. we, we all won. We all won. We all lift that trophy with Messi. <laughs> That virtual, do they have like a virtual Zoom trophy lift? Everybody, one, two, three. It's an NFT. It's a vir- it's an NFT that we all got. We all got a World Cup NFT uh, emailed to us to our in our Argentinian email registry. Um. So unless you're Argentinian, you don't you don't get the NFT. Everybody flew out on that helicopter. <laughs> yeah. So um, but yeah. So now the. The union play who doing boys LAFC LAFC minus Gareth Bale minus the guy that, that tied the game up. Yeah, he retired. He's out. He's, I'm surprised he wasn't. Was he at golfing. the Masters? <laughs> Gone golfing. Full time um, golfer. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, sets up the rematch. Now they get to play him twice this year at home, uh, yeah. which would be nice. Um, but I mean, that's. I'm going to put a plug in for Alex Carrington. It's going to be the hottest ticket in the next two weeks in Philly. So um, right. they're on sale right now. Make sure, you know, at this time it's 10 o'clock. But when this goes out this afternoon, you better get on that Philadelphia Union website and grab that ticket. Might be out now. Um, There's a couple of seats that are, I was just looking at the seats. There's a couple of seats where you got to, Climb over 15 people just to get a single seat already. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of seats. It's like, man, it's more hassle getting to your seat than buying a ticket. Yeah. Was it even <clears> worth <throat> the 60 bucks, 70 bucks? <laughs> so the question is, I mean, they the the union have the ability to potentially make a final. And and no matter what, there'll be an MLS team on a final and there'll be a Mexican team on a final. Yeah, that's cool. Because Tigres, Tigres beat uh Montagua. Five nothing. Um, for now get a six, and then Leon had beaten uh Violet for now get a six two. Um, so uh, Tigres against Leon, and then LAFC against Philadelphia. Now, do you think you know, considering the Union lost to Cincinnati on Saturday, um, and they play Chicago at Chicago this 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 coming Saturday, do you think um this is going to be you know, now that they got they got a little, they got two weeks. Maybe they can focus a I little. I think you bit. play. You got to play your guys this Saturday. I think you'll see in the Toronto game. You'll kind of see like that shift again of players. You'll see that little bit of rotation where some guys come off the bench. Some guys start. Maybe put in only an, a, an hour. Uh, you know, you're going to rest the guys that got knocks. I think you got to go get the points because they, I mean, they've dropped a lot of points already. They have. And not only that, this Chicago game becomes a, a very important game considering it's a two point difference. And right now, I know there's still a lot of season left to play. Uh, we're only seven games in, but the, the union are are outside the outside looking in. But the odds, you know, the uh, FanDuel odds say they are plus 600 to uh, make the championship. Okay. So. 
I mean, I, I think the part part of it is I think the way the MLS calendar is, it's definitely harder because their games are fixed. It's you play on Saturday, you play a midweek Wednesday game. But if you're in the Champions League, there's no other like there's no other games, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no other dates to really play. Like yeah. if you play on Tuesday, you play on Saturday, like you're kind of stuck with that. Like it's not like the European Champions League where they postpone a fixture and move a fixture. Like you're kind of stuck with those dates. So you have like for the four MLS teams, they have to adjust. And I don't know yeah. how the Western the other teams were doing, but it, I think it's tougher, man. Well, and then and then at some point you'll have the Open Cup. Yeah, that's already started. Um, but you know, you always see a lot of younger guys. Yeah, play that initial match. Yeah. And then and then you'll have the what is it called now the, the leagues cup. You take a month off in the middle of the of the summer. Now you have the leagues cup and, yeah. and and for a team like the Union, I feel like they're almost prioritizing these matches because when they do get to the playoffs, these matches and these experiences will help propel their players because these are hard. You, I mean, they're harder games than an MLS game. Yeah, I mean, that, that Atlas from a pressure, yeah, from a pressure standpoint and everything else, it's a different, it's a different environment. And I also think, I also think that, that there's nothing wrong with the idea of prioritizing the Champions League. I think what it's good for MLS, it's good for MLS. What it offers you, or for what it offers, you know, what Seattle did last year, what it gives you the ability to do once you go into that Club World Cup. You know, I think it's a it's a cool environment. And that continues to bring exposure. And for the union to do that, considering how what their philosophy is in general and not buying the big stars and things like that, I think it'd be really cool for them to win it. I mean, they had at least three guys from their academy play yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Right? It was McGlynn, Harriel, Real. Yeah. At least those three. And they're all, what, 20 or less? Yeah. Yeah, and they played in that hostile. I mean, McGlynn started the game. Harry came on in halftime, and then and then oh, and Sullivan too. So four guys. So for them to get that kind of experience, and you know, the majority of those guys have played in the U twenty national team, so they're playing. You know, they're playing at the national level. And Matt Real came on. Yeah, so four guys. I mean, that gives them the opportunity to you know propel themselves and help their development and say, okay, you know, when we do get if we do get to the MLS Cup final, I'm ready. Like yeah. Jack McGlynn came on and maybe this was, he wasn't ready. Yeah. Like he'd been playing a lot before the cup, but now he knows as a 19, 20 year old, all right, I'm ready. Like I can handle this now. Like I'm, it's just me. There's, there's no more nerves. Yeah. You know, Matt Real has been playing a lot of minutes. If somebody does get hurt, he can just pop. Like it's, it's good experiences for a lot of those guys to be able to build. Um. All right. Well, this week we have an interview uh, from the convention. Uh, we have Tyler Hudson and Jackie Tolbert from. Are they you, from Dan? You gotta, you gotta say it because I, I, I apparently butcher every time. Dan, where are they from? Fable. Fable. <laughs> Fable. Fable Soccer Club. Fable. Uh, Fable. Fable. Like you Like you're full. You're full. Fable. Fable. Like closer. Like B O L. Like Tennessee. You could, you could, um, that vol, Fayetteville, Fayetteville, good old Ramsey Street. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we talked to Tyler and Jackie. Uh, I took my B course with, with Tyler and we talk about Villarreal a lot, uh, their, their partnership with their soccer club and, and how, what that looks like. And then, uh, 
And yeah, we get to, some insight into a different club in a different part of the part of the country where Dwayne spent some time. Yeah. Let's talk about the club. So yeah. tell us tell us the, the club like the breakdown, age groups, and then we'll talk about the, the VRL component to it. Gotcha, gotcha. So um yeah, so Fayetteville Soccer Club is, you know, just the the main branch. Um and then we have our recreation side, which is still underneath the Fayetteville Soccer uh club banner, and then we have the adult league as well with them. Um so recreation goes from um, three-year-olds all the way up yeah. to 18, 19. And then that's when they will change this year if they still want to play recreational in, um, the adult league. So let's, 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 let's bring Jackie into it. Uh, Jackie, you, how long have you been in the position to, to oversee the recreational program and different programs? Uh, so I've been there for, uh, three years doing the rec side of things and helping out in the office. How many players do you have in your rec program? Um, this last season we had like 700 and I think around 740, um, just from U6 to U18. And then we also have a, the little tiny tots, we call them little kickers. And that would have been, we had about a hundred, we normally like around a hundred, a little more than that. Awesome. Do you find, do you find it difficult to find, you said U18, do you find it difficult as the, as the kids get older to be able to field teams in those age groups? I do, especially, um, so in Fayetteville, we had, or in North Carolina, I think most, anyway, most of them in North Carolina, uh, the high school boys play in fall and then the girls play in the spring. So I just group all the high school ages together. Mm-hmm. So we have a high school and then a middle school group. Otherwise, I don't have enough to uh, field a team. But then it's also heavily ladies in the fall and then opposite, obviously, in the spring. So it's interesting how it all works out. But I normally only get about four teams for that division. Sometimes it gets a little bit more. But. So you guys play your own? You guys play yourself or do you yeah, go so out and in play? House. It's, it's all, all in-house. In so there's like four, I think, at the most, we've had six teams in the high school okay. age group. That's but. interesting. Yeah. So like a little bit about us. Like So for us at those age groups, we find it difficult to field a team. We're, our seasons are the same way. Um, our, but our state actually runs a league. Okay. Um, for those age groups, so we everybody kind of signs their teams up. One, two, occasionally we'll get like three, and then they all play in a league and they travel around like northern Delaware. Okay. So around probably like what you say, forty five minutes away from yeah. home. Okay. Uh, so not too far, but enough that they can actually compete and play mm-hmm. in the league and have an opportunity. We or, we have invited. Um, well, another uh, rec program had reached out to me from a different. Uh, um city and we had invited i think they only had two mm-hmm. and they just traveled to us so we um made that happen and that kind of helped out when i first took over and we i could only feel like two teams right so that really helped out but now it's kind of grown a little bit more absolutely it's all awesome. because of jackie's work yeah Jackie, <laughs> just, sure say, about yeah, that. just, just <laughs> pat yourself on the back and just say hey it's all because of me okay. absolutely <laughs> I, I i support that actually 100 <laughs> tyler said as long as i don't have to deal with it yeah. i'm good <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Real, uh because i mean you know i briefly talked about this when we were in when we were in north carolina for the and raleigh for the for the b course but um what does that component look like and and how did that come about so how well, we'll start off with how it came about. Um, they actually reached out to us back in 2017, 2018 to our uh, director, Todd, and um, basically just saying like, hey, we're looking at branching out into North America, that kind of thing. We were one of the first ones, us in Virginia, um, were one of the first ones um, 
to get that email and that kind of thing. Um, Virginia was a little bit quicker to sign on. Uh, we were a bit skeptical um, at the beginning, but we just wanted to do our due diligence just to make sure that it was a real, real type of partnership, not a um, kind here's of the stereo. Yeah, here's yeah, our patch. Yeah. yeah, kind of the marketing, you know, yeah. the stigma of that of your big European clubs coming over here and just getting, you know. Throw our patch on. Thanks. Yeah. You look yeah. good. See you later. Yeah. Call us when you have somebody real. <laughs> yep. Yep. So um, that's kind of how I got started. And then um, Todd and our um, now he does all the field maintenance, but he used to do all the wreck and everything like that before Jackie came on board. Um, Adrian, he both those guys went over to Villarreal and saw the facilities, everything like that, and talked about the methodology and how it could be incorporated in Fayetteville, which is pretty interesting because Fayetteville is pretty transient because mm -hmm. of the military with Fort Bragg. So um, their demographics in Villarreal was kind of similar. Uh, very small town. They only have 50,000 people in Villarreal, and then everybody commutes from Valencia. Um, so it kind of was the small, small town, very family-oriented type of mentality, which is what what we do um, before Villarreal was very, you know, community-based, that kind of stuff. So um, it kind of just was in line. As it helps that your club is on the residential side of town too, right? Because, yeah. I mean, for those who don't know what Fayetteville looks like, it's really like almost two sides, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a circle. Yeah. And in the middle of the circle is the base, and then it's all the shopping areas and the mall and the, the restaurants. And then as you branch out of that circle, you get to the residential area. So it's, I guess it's a beneficial for you guys to be in that area, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it's grown, and it's been growing uh, for the past couple of years now. Uh, they're actually branching out more towards where Jordan Soccer Complex is for more residential and everything like that. So even though we get a ton from the south, uh, Hope Mills area and... Uh, Jackwood area and that kind of stuff. So um, I was going to say, do you get, you get kids from Hope Mills that come over? Yeah, yeah. So we stretch all the way down to Lumberton, actually. Wow. Uh, we got quite a bit of kids traveling from Lumberton. We got some Lumbies. Yeah, yeah. We got absolutely. some Lumbies. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm going to need to put up a map. I have no idea. I'm so just keep going that. straight down 95. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just, go, just keep going straight I mean, down 95. I've driven right by it. Yeah, you've driven right past 100%. it. Yeah, because I, I have, I've, I've driven from knoxville to florida before right night through 95 so yeah driven right I past it. Yeah. Right, by, yeah. right by uh yeah. fayetteville uh, probably you could have seen the complex honestly it's like right there yeah. off the river trail which is you know. yeah right off of ramsey yeah yeah you should um you know if you stop at lumberton you could probably figure out what a lumbie looks like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely sure what that means, but uh, I'm sure. Let's go. With you, you have to be from North Carolina. I'll call Fields after. And then I'll, I'll ask be him. like, "What's a Lumbee?" Yeah, I'll ask, I'll ask my one of my best friend. Uh, my best friends lives in Colorado. He's from Fuquay, oh, okay. uh, North Carolina, yeah. uh, right in the Raleigh area. Yeah, so, so that that's about 45 minutes north of us. Yeah, like, so. Yeah, we yeah. we get some players from there every now and again. Gonna, so yeah, so I'm glad. Like that's cool that you brought up Raleigh, right? Because you know we just went down to the NCFC showcase, mm -hmm. and NCFC has a ton of branches out. So like, have they ever reached out to your club? Was that was it the expansion going to go that far south, or were you guys like kind of right outside the area they were looking at? Um, a little bit of both. Um, back, I mean, probably when when uh, you played at Methodist, uh, you probably remember the TFC friendlies back when it was yes. Castle. Um, that was a huge tournament uh, yeah. for uh, the Fayetteville area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they used Jordan, they used um, every school. Uh, Reed Ross, everything yeah. like that. Yeah, so um, massive, massive tournament. Um, 
there there has been communication about that um it was just more of just not the right time not the right fit um and then that's when the whole Villarreal thing kind of kind of came into it but um more of just wanted to stay true to the roots of Fayetteville that kind of thing so local community local club um didn't want to really branch out into into joining a, a monster club right like, absolutely like <laughs> now, do you feel like you like um i'm not sure like the level of your teams do you feel like you lose a lot of kids to going to raleigh to play on their their teams there so historically we have um because i know back when i went there that was the thing right it was yeah, like hey yeah. you can play around here but obviously your move is going to be going to raleigh yeah yeah they they offer levels that we can't um ecnl uh, regional national um and then obviously they have the ncfc academy so they're they have a higher level, which is perfect. I mean, if we can develop kids that can be sent there, then, you know, that's what we're really looking at. Right. And I think so. that's the, that's the important part. I think that there is such a need for, for the, for the hometown local club that offers, regardless of the level of play, I think it has to do more with the, with the, with the players and the families being able to be comfortable with their environment. Right. Mm -hmm. If you have a family that wants to play travel soccer, because recreational soccer is, is, might 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 not be the right fit they want a little bit more but at the same time they also want to be able to do multiple sports or do other things and financially or time-wise because mom dad or whoever you know works two jobs or you know they they have to work and do all these other things the ability to to be 20 minutes 15 minutes 10 minutes away from the complex where you train there's something to be said about that. Yeah. If you happen to live, you know, ten minutes from WRAL, great, fantastic, great <laughs> for you. Uh, but but if you don't, right, and you still want to be able to play and find the right environment for you that fits, I think there's there's something to be said about that, and there's something to be said about the fact that that if you that there's almost a the level of pride that if you can develop a player that goes and plays at at NCFC's ecnl or or you know whatever level they they choose to play in and then they make it and let's just say they play for north carolina courage at some point yeah. and they came from Fayetteville. like why not right like well and that kind of plays into why villarreal's uh methodology and philosophy works so well with us because we're um 90 95 military um that is our base so we have kids that come in um we just had a kid leave this past uh summer he was here for two three years three years um came from uh gps up here in i want to say in rhode island yeah in rhode island and um developed him for about three years or so and now he's playing top level ecnl in seattle um but that's kind of the methodology of uh Villarreal is that everything's player based so we really focus on building those players individually because we know that we're not going to have them um you don't, I mean, stay in, you don't stay in favor no, forever. <laughs> no it, three four years shelf life so kind of what you just said is if they're able to go to Wilmington or uh, NCFC to play at a higher level, that's what we're, you know. That's interesting that 95% of the, the, the families are, are all military and then. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Yeah, wow. it's, a, it's a very, it's a very transient yeah. community. Um, it, it's just the structure, you look at the, look at the city. I mean, it's really based around the base. Mm -hmm. Like everything is like, if there was no base, there would be no, like really Fayetteville would be nothing, right? Yeah. All the, the mall, the shopping centers, everything. And then they're just further out of that ring. Mm -hmm. how, does, the, how does that, how does that play another part as a assistant, assistant director of coaching of um, finding coaches and, and, and how does that play into the recruitment of that? And even Jackie, for you at the recreational level, yeah. how do you find coaches? Because again, I'm assuming, uh, I would assume military families have a mm -hmm. busy, busy lifestyle yeah. too. So to try to find 
times and I'm assuming schedules aren't always as consistent or they're, they're maybe different hours and things like that. So yeah. what does that look like? Uh, so I'm actually a military family, okay. like husband's um, active duty. So it's kind of funny, but I have more connections, I guess, in the military than with some of the, a lot of the ladies and I understand like the struggles that they have. So yeah. most of the time when I do coaches for recreation, everybody gets like an assistant coach or an, an extra team parent or whatever. Like they do all the risk management right away. So that there's always a second. They're really, the coaches are really good about communication. They're like, Hey, I'm going to PCS or Hey, I'm going to, I have this window that I'm not able to do it. And I have travel kids and other kids that I can stick in just for like, that time or whatever it is. So what about you, Tyler, for on the competitive side? Uh, from the competitive side, it, it, it can be challenging just because, um, we want to make sure that we we can develop coaches, um, but understanding that we still need to develop players. So we want a high level coach or a coach that you know wants to learn. So, um, but kind of the military aspect is is kind of the funny thing because just this past fall, I had I think four people reach out that we were in line to have teams and be assistants on, and then just. PCS and they had to they had to go and it just didn't work out. So it's a it's a tricky kind of situation. Yeah, situation. In, have you got, have you lost any like have you ever been in a situation where like you just like lost a kid like a, a beast? Like what if your forward just gets you know moved over to like Germany, deployed to Germany or something? Right. I uh, I coached a kid for two years um, for the 2010s. Uh, he actually went over to Spain. Uh, Villarreal picked him out, um, identified him as a good player. His dad was a Chilean officer, and he was here two years. And I I could probably say he's easily the best, if not top three. Like he quality quality kid, and um, gone, just gone. BCS. See ya in December. Like so, that was. A year ago, so we, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Just doing. so, what is that identification process with Villarreal, and what's that connection like? So they have access to all of our VO cameras on the back end. So we have three VO cameras. So we record training sessions, um, matches, everything like that. They also come over as well um, throughout the season. I know that they come for tryouts in May. They come um, at least once um, each season in fall and spring. Sometimes it's weeks, sometimes it's two weeks. This past time it was two weeks. And um, they just look at training sessions, join in. Um, and then obviously they look at the video cameras. So they just identify top talent. And then um, we just had a girl go over. Her name's Haley Vu. She actually coming from GA and uh, Wake FC. So oh, wow. from the Raleigh area, kind of how we just spoke earlier yeah. about um, being closer at home, didn't yeah. want to make the drive. So we got her and... It worked out for it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, that's, so. I mean, that's a, it's an opportunity. I mean, I think for a player, right, you have to kind of weigh your options. You have that opportunity where, hey, Villarreal, Spain, like I can take a different, a non-traditional path, like when you think about American sports, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the Girls Academy level, the ECNL level that you have. So it's kind of like, what's the, really, what's the best path for me, right, as the player? And I think that's something that, you know, parents have to definitely weigh their options and kind of weigh the pros and cons. Well, and I think that's a unique thing about our club is that we offer an avenue that really nobody else in the state can offer it is a really a true, genuine direct line to Villarreal. Yeah. Um, just like at the at this convention, we just sat down with a uh, with um, three of their uh, staff members. One of them actually being uh, one of the head guys of their international department. So, um, I mean, it is truly a a uh, 
true connection. I mean, people keep on asking me, hey, who's your North American contact? Well, now, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's them over there. Like, yeah, who goes yeah. to WhatsApp? Like, it's, we, a, time, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a time difference. It's <laughs> yeah, a time zone. Exactly. You know, you know it's real when you got to when you got to communicate through WhatsApp. We got to yeah. get that WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, and, and that's the cool part, especially as a coach, like being um, able to just WhatsApp them and say, hey, do you have time to meet today? Yeah, I have time to meet. And then I'll meet with their director. So, um, it's really cool. And we'll go over game film. So. so, what's it like for like the older players, you know, like the, the players that are closer to going to college? They're turning professional right what is that what does it look like with them with the Villarreal do they pay more attention to those players or are they really looking to, for the younger players to bring over um so it depends on the academy for us um we tend to look more at um a combination of it like not too young but mm -hmm. Um, like those kind of like, years. Yeah, like 13, 14. And then we then we look more at like the 17s through through 19s. Um, now we do have a couple of really good teams um, in between that that, you know, right. we've identified. But we, we focus on those age groups because we want to give the college kids those opportunities. So like Haley, who I just mentioned, um, she's finishing up school um, as a senior. So she took her shot over there and did really well. Um, and then that opened up that door, but she's going to go, I think, the more college route, that kind of thing, um, at the time, for time being right now. So, um, do, does Villarreal stay in con? Like, do they continue? Obviously, you take the college route, and obviously, with us having the MLS, some some players, you know, the they have the homegrown option to come back, right? Do they continue to monitor those players in college, or is it once you're out of the system, you're kind of... Uh, it depends on the player. It depends on their contact with Villarreal. So obviously they'll have contact with them because mm -hmm. they have to whenever we set up the um, for them to go for their their kind of trial. So they're they're always in contact and, and want to know about it. So um, I mean we we've even had a girl that graduated that wasn't really in the system that we shot over game film from her that she played in professionally in uh, Iceland and everything. Gloria, um, but that's you know, awesome. So. It's not, it's not the Philadelphia Union way, right? Yeah. The Philadelphia Union way, you're either you're either in, you either go pro, or you go to college and you're out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, and that's just their approach to it because they have, I feel like it's because they have so many kids coming through the system that it's, you know, they, I think they have, what, three or four college players even on their roster. So it's either you're in or, you're, you know, you go to college and you just go on because they're... Yeah, and I, I, the women's side, I guess, is a little bit different than the men's side um, because... You know, obviously in Europe, they're still developing the women's side more and yeah. more. And it's it's 10 times more competitive than what it was 10 years ago. So understanding that dynamic, um, we've had a lot of our girls go over and do really well. Um, the guys as well, um, Finley, who went over, just was in a odd age group because their 08s actually won the Promises Cup. So oh. like they're the best team in Spain. So uh, uh, sorry, Finley. Yeah. So unfortunately for him, he uh, you know, he was just born in the wrong year. Yeah. Or yeah. in a good year, honestly. In a good yeah, year. Right. So, you gotta scribble out that birth certificate. Yeah. Like, change that passport up a little bit, right? Yeah. Yep. You know a guy? <laughs> That's awesome. Um well Tyler, Jackie Thank oh, you we got so one. Much. I got one. Oh, I got yeah, one more question, question. man. They're one of the few clubs that actually run an adult league, right? It's not like a, you know, it's not just the adult league using their field. You run there. Can you tell us a little bit more about your adult league? So Adrian, <laughs> they stay far, apparently they stay far away from the adult. League. <laughs> Adrian runs our our adult league. Like that's the one side of recreation he held on to and runs on the program. But it's um 
it's similar to our youth rec. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, I don't, it's grown a lot. We have like a lot of the, I think the military find out about it. Like for our club, I think based upon how everything's set up, like there's so much word of mouth that goes out yeah. now. Um, and because of this, um, kind of the logistics with our fields now, more people know about it. And so it, it's made the adult league grow a lot, but they have like how many levels? So there's to... five levels. There's about 20 teams. Wow. So um, it's good, good, good level. Now some of those teams, obviously they play a different level. So they'll come out, they'll play like three games. So they'll play in uh, level three all the way up to the top level to um, level one. So they'll play three back-to-back matches and just play. Yeah, so. it's like a Sunday league mm-hmm. that they come out every Sunday and stuff, but w- which works out really well for anybody that's – Military. Like military yeah, or yeah, yeah, work on or, or, yeah. or job. I mean, most of the, I mean, some people do work on Sunday, but it kind of works out. It's like Sunday mm-hmm. afternoons. Absolutely. So Which is good because, I mean, get a nice little run out and everything yeah. like that every <laughs> now and again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I can. When, when I can. You can. <laughs> I think that's why Adrian kept on to it so yeah. that he can see the plays Are you level three, level two, or level one, Tyler? Uh, only play level one. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Tyler play. Tyler can play. He's like, well, I was just wondering, man. Uh, what Tyler, about you, Tyler, can, Tyler can ball. No, I, I, when Tyler saw me, Tyler saw me in one leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, are you scooter. level three, level yeah. two, level one? No, I'm I'm level scooter. I'm level <laughs> scooter? I need, oh, I need a walking league. I need a walking league. You need that over 30 league. That's what you need. <laughs> I need that, over, I need that Either, almost o- almost 40 league. <laughs> you'll be one of the three underage players for the over 40, 40 league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So you so, We'll, we'll tell Adrian about that, but maybe we'll we'll get that and then, you know, have yeah. you guys come Perfect. down. Perfect. It's like the Olympics, <laughs> you know, the involved. Olympics, you can only bring five yeah. over 23 players. There you go. Under 40, you can bring three under oh, yeah, 40. Yeah. Under 40 <laughs> well, I'm going to scout your teams out, see if I know anybody. I'll pick my team. Hey, <laughs> I, honestly, we have a uh, we have a World Cup in the in July where it's like a two or three day event. Yeah, uh, just a weekend. Runs, so, and we play 77. So we have actually some guys come up from New York uh, that oh, come down to play. So there you go, Dwayne. I'll coach the team if you're playing. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you gotta play. Go. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll grab a squad, dude. I'll go down there and ball out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that one gets competitive. Is it a cash prize? Um, no, it's not. All right, make a cash prize. Yeah. <laughs> you get to hold up a trophy, right? Yeah, you get to get a trophy. Uh, get a man, I'm, I got to call that for some money. Oh, and a t-shirt. I mean, I'm, I'm going to oh, go with a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you like free t-shirts. If I'm not driving, I'm not sitting in the car going down to Fayetteville for a t-shirt, man. No, nah, you, you fly in. You bring the whole crew, fly in, everything. What am I going to fly? I'm not flying into that airport. <laughs> Take the Amtrak. Amtrak <laughs> uh, 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 drops me off right where I need to be. <laughs> well, right by the tap house. Yeah. Pay Street. Pay Street. There you go, Pierre's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackie, Tyler, thanks so much for coming in. It was it was it was really awesome to have you guys. Oh on. yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, it's good to talk Fayetteville, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a little knowledge yeah, about there it. You go. <laughs> All right, player of the match. <clears throat> um, my player of the match is going to go out uh, to. And I don't think I, I don't think I've ever pronounced his name correctly. Uh, Wojcicic Chetsny. What was your next Chesney? What was your Yeah, Chesney. I just pronounced the last name. Chesney. Um. Yeah. So Olak. yesterday, yesterday he had to come out in the um. <clears throat> he had to come off the field in the um, in the Europa League game that Juve was playing against Sporting. He felt some chest pains and he had to come off the field. Um. So I'm glad he 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 quickly. Um, he seems to be doing okay as, as far as the reports are concerned. He's fine now, but uh, yeah, it's my player of the match. 
Dwayne? Um, my player of the match goes out to uh, Sevilla. Um, to, uh, well, they carried off Lissandra Martinez. I think it was Montel. It was, it was Montiel and um, it was Montiel and Acuna. And Acuna. Yeah, Acuna was battling with Anthony for a minute, man. I didn't know that he was. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that those two weren't going to end up fighting. But yeah, Anthony and Montiel um, for carrying off their countrymen. Acuna and Montiel. Huh? Acuna Montiel. Acuna Montiel. E. Montiel for yeah. carrying off their countryman, Lissandro uh, Martinez, um, after he hurt himself on the field. Um, you know, they were the first ones there, kind of consoling, making sure he was okay. Um, Harry Maguire should have been over there consoling him because up until that point, you know, he was kind of saving United, and Harry Maguire thought it was all him and saw what happened on the scoreboard. So hopefully, Lissandro <laughs> Martinez has a Good recovery, speedy recovery. Um, but shout out to those guys. You know, in a Europa League match, it's bigger than the game. You know, it's a countryman. It's a guy you won a World Cup with. So it's just good to show that kind of support when his own club teammates didn't show that kind of support. But maybe they just didn't have any other Argentinians on the field. There was a lot more. Not on the United side. No, not uh, no, because Garnacho's uh, hurt. So, yeah, there weren't any Argentinians to help him out. Maybe there was like a language barrier. Who knows? <laughs> But Harry Maguire should have helped your boy up. Maybe you, maybe you don't get, maybe you don't score an own goal. I guess he scored an own goal. <laughs> uh, Dan, well, I was I was actually thinking that Eric Tenhag would be uh, my player of the match for continuing to put Harry Maguire on the field. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, he he truly helped Sevilla. Uh, <laughs> In yesterday's game, I mean, and I mean Eric Ten Hag did by by playing Maguire. It's, it's um, and I get it. I know that Maguire is better than I am, but I'm not sure how much better. <laughs> I'm, I'm a 48 year old fat guy, uh, and I can't believe that they keep him in the games. <laughs> So I can only imagine it. It's just because Ten Hag is such a, a nice guy and, and extremely gracious, yeah. and just wants to give you know people a chance. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> He's got to stop. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. On this day in soccer history, April fourteenth, nineteen eighty four. So you know, a couple years before I was born. Damn, was out at the beach. I remember it fondly. Yeah, <laughs> April fourteenth, nineteen eighty four. Uh, well, 1984. Oh, okay. Specific dates, not not 100, <laughs> but They're I'm blended. sure around about that time I was still sticking a comb in my sock. You know, <laughs> <Your> sock. <laughs> you were sticking a well, comb in your sock. Yeah, back before we had these earbuds to where I I would walk around with my my boombox on my shoulder so I could listen to to Run DMC. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a chain on too? I, I I did not have a chain. That was not 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 in my budget. <laughs> he was born. I had knee. I could afford the knee high socks and a comb. I could not afford the chain. <laughs> Dan Dan, back in the back in the eighties, were you rocking long hair, short hair? What was the what was the hairstyle? Um, my hair was definitely not long. 
Um, so it, it was probably all over the place. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Did, did Chad have a boombox too? I'm sure Chad had a boombox. He probably <laughs> had Chad, he, Chad definitely had chains on. <laughs> yeah. In, My, in an earring. <laughs> in an earring. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys. Hey, <laughs> my my Adidas had uh, stripes drawn on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, nineteen eighty four, third division, Plymouth Argyle. <coughs> Plymouth Argyle went to Villa Park um, in the club's first and only appearance in an FA Cup semifinal. Uh, they lost uh, one nothing to Watford, who ended up reaching the final of the FA Cup that year. Uh, Twenty thousand fans came when they supported uh, Plymouth Argyle, who to this day have not been able to make it make a run that far into the uh, into the into that into the uh, FA Cup. Uh, currently, just if you guys are wondering, Plymouth Argyle is sitting in in uh, League One. Uh, they are in second place, right behind Sheffield Wednesday. So there you go. Um, yeah, Plymouth Argyle. Plymouth. So they could make a return one of these years. They, they might be able to make a return this year. I mean, <clears throat> listen, if when if Sunderland, Sunderland's in in the championship now, and Wrexham might make it into League One. Or no, League Two. Yeah. League Two, yeah, they gotta league go. Two, if they if they make it, they might if they might make it into League Two. Uh, you never know, man. And Burnley, Burnley killed the competition. Burnley might win the Champions League next year, or the Premier League next year. <laughs> yeah, you, with who is the coach? Vincent Company. Did they roll? Right. They roll. I mean, they got rolled by a City, so like they probably won't win the Premier League, but they rolled really. <laughs> But they might make a UEFA conference, you know, conference. I mean, they they might stay up. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll make it more than one season. I mean, listen, the one Premier League game I've ever been to, Burnley beat City one nothing. Yeah. So anything, anything's possible. That's right. But when you go to City, they're gonna get rolled. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, along the along the lines of uh of anything is possible. Uh, my Dan Simmons Fair Play of the Week award. Goes out to Slatan for Ibra. Yeah. So, Alan, oh, I can't wait to hear this story. He did something nice. Yeah, he did. Well, I don't know if it's nice. No, I don't know if it's nice. He just so he's been so he's he's gone viral uh, within the last like twenty four hours. Um, because he Is that on the, social media. Yeah. So forty one yeah, years old. Forty one years old. I'll send that to you so you can see it. Um. 41-year-old Slatan Ibrahimovic uh, just posted a video of some behind-the-scenes clip. Uh, he's working himself through a, a choreographed <laughs> battle scene. Oh, I saw that. And he looks awesome doing it. Um, so the reason why my fair play is to him is because I hope that when he retires, he becomes a, he becomes a movie star. No, he's not going to retire. Soccer will retire. retire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, 
but yeah soccer needed him soccer needed to retire so he could continue you know something crazy like that maybe i mean apparently you know he looks like it's a clip from a potential like john wick like audition video so maybe he'll be in that you know if they if they come up with a fifth one maybe um yeah so good old slot on which which uh, this is a plug a little bit you know uh for the show ted lasso if anybody's watching this season, <laughs> there's a character in there that i'm pretty sure portrays what slot time would be that's uh um uh so so uh so yeah i mean if anyone hasn't watched that show yet it's it's pretty it's pretty great this the episode from this week was was great as well so it's just a cool show but i know Dwayne doesn't watch tv so yeah I, I have a feeling you would like it. I'll actually, I, I don't know if you would. It's too it much specific be, shows. It might be. Well, this is a specific show. It's called Ted but Lasso. Is, but is anybody like dying or like anybody dying? Yeah. Like I watch like stuff where people get like shot and they're dying. Sounds to me like you, you need a little Ted Lasso. Yeah. You need to Lasso, my friend. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Like, you need, you need. Man, it's not all doom and gloom out there after you watch a little. Man, I, live in the, I guess. I guess I'm. I want to live in the city <laughs> and hear gunshots to go to sleep. Like I guess I don't know. What? <laughs> um, Everything I watch has like guns and stuff. Involved. I mean, if it helps, there's you know this promotion and relegation in it. No, nah, it's not. That's not intense enough. That's not intense enough. No. Nah. Uh, there's a lot of West Ham in it. The My kids, wife loves it. I don't eat, I don't eat pork. The, rich, the Richmond kids look a little bit like the Crystal Palace kids. Not as good. <laughs> well, then I don't know. I can't help you. There's a lot of cursing. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne will be the one making biscuits after he watches the two episodes of that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And drinking tea and drinking tea every day. Uh, uh, tea is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet tea. No, it's a reference to the show, man. Yeah. So you got to watch it. So you don't know. See, yeah. Yeah, I can't okay. believe you haven't seen it. You are then, out of the. You are out of the soccer popular culture. You're out of it. Like right now, you're out of the pop. Culture. I know people that don't even like play soccer come up and ask me about Ted Lasso and yeah, all, man. And all the time. And I'm it, just it, like, it, it. Oh, that's also a good one too. If you like the documentary for Rexham was good too. Yeah, I think they're waiting to see what I got my soccer fix. I got my soccer fix watching Pep Guardiola and trying to design training sessions based on his (laughs) methodology and ideology. (laughs) (laughs) You you need some Ted Lasso. You would definitely need some Ted Lasso in your life, man. (laughs) Next time we see Dwayne, Dwayne's just going to be rocking the mustache. I might be rocking a turtleneck. Uh, Guardiola. Um, all right, uh, Dan. Let's go with you. Who's your fair play? <laughs> Who's your your own Dan Simmons fair play of the week award? Dan Simmons. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't have one. And it's a lot of time passion. It's me. Like, cool. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> like, yeah. The fact that I made it back, you know, for a second week in a row. I mean, that should be me, right? You're right. Yeah, you are the player of the match and the first play of the week. <laughs> uh, no, I um, yeah, I really didn't give it that much thought, but maybe it should be Ted Lasso, Dwayne. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, Dwayne, who's yours? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for uh, I'm gonna do this for the Philadelphia Union and Jose Martinez for somehow not getting not picking, up, 
for not picking up a yellow card. <laughs> that guy, man. That is fair play, actually. Yeah, that is that, that is, is the true good. example of fair play. Because, I mean, if you've never watched the Union game, that guy is always, after every foul, he's up there with the referee. He's up there arguing with other players. Yeah. He's making the fouls. Yeah, he's, he's... That guy, I don't know how he finishes games. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, but he's good at what he does. Like, he, yeah. He's really good at what he does, but I don't know how he finishes games. So, from the Union to Jose... You're the fair player of the week because there you go. <laughs> um, hey, so wait, so yeah, Dwayne, since you're bringing that up, does where does Jose get most of his cards when he's in the U.S. or when he's in South America? Uh, or or in, we'll just say Latin Latin American countries. Like if you were I'm, to, because maybe he just needs to be on the. Hey, we're just going. Uh, Concacaf League. Well, he didn't pick one up. I know. Mexico. I mean, because it it is it is it that it fits the style? Is it the officiating? Is it our yeah, officials yeah. here are too soft? <laughs> like, that might be. Them? That might they be. Can't handle them. Yeah, that might you might be on to a good point. I mean, I can tell you, I can, uh, hold on. I mean, Bedoya. I mean, I guess you could say, well, Bedoya is American American, but Bedoya was getting into some nasty tackles too, but. So let's see. He like hasn't. He five. hasn't picked up. He hasn't picked one up in three matches. So the last one he picked yeah. up was at home against Sporting Kansas City. Didn't pick one up when he played for Venezuela, and he played two ninety minute games for Venezuela. Um, didn't pick one up against Alianza. Didn't pick one up against Montreal. Picked one up against Chicago. It looks like he. Yeah. Did he pick one up when he played against Alianza? Was it there? Was it he? He did. He play in the first game when they went there. Yeah. He did, and he didn't pick one up there. No, and then it was Inter in in Miami. Um, to be honest with you, he's actually only this season. He's only has one, two, three. Only has three yellow cards this season. Oh, so he's a, he's a kinder, gentler. Yeah, he's not. He's not that. It's not bad. this year. He's not. It's uh, not yeah, man, listen. Every time he fouls somebody, he is no, no. So mix. so this year, yeah, this year he's picked up three yellow cards in six games. Last year, <laughs> last year, last year he picked up. He picked up. He picked up nine and thirty. Oh, well. So, so one he's on track to pick up nine and. 18. So I guess he's not kinder or gentler. We just got to give him. <laughs> he's going to get nine and eighteen more, this year. More games in twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty one, he uh he picked up twenty. He picked up eight of them in twenty four games. So every three games. <laughs> so he he I mean last year last year was his best year because the first year he was at the union in 12 games he picked up five of them. <laughs> so so he's he's slowly he's slowly becoming kinder and kinder and gentler. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so there I mean there you go. So right now he's at every other game he picks up a yellow. Three and six. Yep. Yeah. So by the 18th game, he'll have nine. When do you hit a suspension? Five? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's looking at an extended vacation. And he's picked up and he's picked up a at least a, a red card a season so far. So I think he's looking at it. I think what he does is he picks out a week he just wants a vacation. Yeah. And then that's when he picks up that fifth yellow and says, All right, well, now I got a week off. 
Listen, there's a story. There's a story about Di Maria talking to Mourinho when he was at when we were at Real Madrid, and and Di Maria, like I forget what game it was or anything like that, something like that. But it was basically you pick up a yellow card. He's like, I'll give you the week off because you'll be suspended for the next game. You can fly home. So Di Maria, so that's what Mourinho told Di Maria before the game. So Di Maria spent the entire game trying to get a yellow card. He didn't get one until he was subbed off the field. And walking off the field, he just took off his jersey just to pick <laughs> up the yellow. <laughs> that's a soft yellow. Yeah. Hey, hey, he got him a week off. <laughs> you know, as the and ref. It, and it cleared the slate. Yep. As a ref, you got to, in the ref, that's got to be in the back of your head. So I'm not going to give him the yellow. I'm going to make him go through some misery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, or, I mean, Mourinho had a conversation with Balotelli and he said, I only have one striker. Uh, Mario, don't get a don't get a second yellow in like a minute into the second half. Picks <laughs> up a second yellow. He got that second yellow. Good old Mario, man. I saw he's like for fourteen out of fifteen minutes at halftime. He was talking to Mario about not getting this second yellow. And one minute into the second half, he picked up that second yellow. Name <laughs> uh, um, well, of the week: yellow. Yeah. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media on Instagram at DE Soccer Podcast, D Soccer Podcast. Uh, we did get a comment last week. Apparently, people were surprised that uh, that we have koozies and stickers. <laughs> uh, there was some surprise. There was some surprise. You got to put in a you got to put in a United Soccer Coaches plug. Should have should have came to the convention. Yeah, should have came to the convention, man. Yeah, yeah, we had that. Yeah, we had money off of it. Uh, so. Um, Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, first, first comment of this episode. First comment of this episode. We'll get a sticker and a koozie. How about the first fifteen? The first fifteen callers. Fifteen callers. I don't want people calling me. <laughs> they can call you. We'll put out your phone number, Dan. They're not calling me. Is Dan's wife number still on callers. the uh, Central League website? There <laughs> 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 you can go, call Mrs. Dan. So she, Mrs. she wants a sticker. She wants a sticker after listening to last week's episode. She wants a sticker. She can get a sticker. Yeah, she's got a comment on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, she got <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> she can get a sticker and a Um. But yeah, so we'll we'll do that. First first person to comment will get a koozie and a sticker. Second two people will get one will get a sticker, one will get a koozie. Hopefully you're local, because if not, I'm not sure. We don't we don't have a budget <laughs> for mailing. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a pigeon that we can roll it up to and see where it goes. <laughs> well, maybe yeah, all the uh, all the Apple execs that listen to us push Ted Lasso will uh, go right, ahead and decide yeah. to send you some money. Yeah, so man. You can afford the um, shipping. Come on, Apple. Show up with a sponsorship, man. That's right. Why are you promoting Ted Lasso? The problem is Dwayne doesn't watch the show. Dwayne, will you watch at least two episodes of Ted Lasso by next week? I mean, if Apple, if Apple's willing to pay for the shipping, I'll watch two episodes. Listen, we're not going to know unless you commit. This is your show of commitment to Apple. I don't really commit to anything too much. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really sign. App. I don't, I don't, I don't put my name down and sign things anymore you don't have to sign anything you just got to watch two episodes of a show uh, just two episodes I got, a, I got a long week ahead of me i gotta go back to work two episodes just get one watch one just watch the first one and then you'll the, the next three will come automatic 
<laughs> Are you still watching? <laughs> well, I the problem is they're only releasing one a week right now. I know that don't like some so it sucks when you catch up uh, to I the figured, show, man. So I'll just wait. I'm like I'll wait until I can watch three or four of them at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get um, them? Where'd he go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan fell into the Oh, here I am. He Sorry. fell into the San Francisco Bay. <laughs> squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, and so that's my problem with it is uh, like oh, I want to like yeah binge them. Yeah. Or watch more. So, yeah. Um, so there you go. I mean, Dwayne, Dwayne, well, you made the commitment to, to at least watch one episode. We made a lot of commitments this week, man. I don't know. I'm out of commitments. <laughs> Isn't an episode 30 minutes or something? Yeah. It's 30 minutes of your life, man. Put down the video games for 30 minutes. Quit playing <laughs> baseball for 30 minutes. All right, hold on. I've been, listen, I was playing uh, that Harry Potter game yesterday. <laughs> the fact that you know there's a Harry Potter game and haven't watched Ted Lasso. What is that? The Harry Potter Legacy, right? Yeah, man. How is that? Is that good? Yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's better. It's not, it's Harry Potter, but it's not like following the Harry Potter stuff. Like your, your own person. Oh, it's okay. cool. All right. Cool. You did, did a good team? job. Harry Potter soccer team. Quidditch, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll have all my players buy a broomstick and show up to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Do the FIFA eleven on a broomstick. <laughs> oh my god! I would. I would. <laughs> there you go. Could you imagine being that would the be other awesome? Team? That would be awesome. Could you imagine being the other team and watching Dan, a team Dan, warm up and prove sticks? Dan, definitely. I can see Dan doing that for a game. <laughs> you can't stay on your feet. All right. Well, here. Why? That, that does sound like a pretty good way to get the warm up started and, and or the activation. So I can tell you, you will mentally throw off the other team. Like, do it at home. Only do it at home. There's your there's your home field advantage. You they were gonna sweep, and then when we're done with you, we're gonna sweep you because we sweep. Now you got to do it in like a tournament. After you beat them a second time, you're like, oh, we swept you. <laughs> there you go, man. If hey, I make man. the final, listen. If I make the final at Old Line, I'll go out and buy some broom. I'll go to the dollar store and buy buy some broomsticks. There you go. And if we win, we're sweeping. <laughs> Either that or buy the little ones. There's, they have those little little tiny broomsticks. So that way the kids can put them in their backpack like like baseball players put their their uh their baseball bats in the backpack. There you there go. go. We'll sweep you. Yeah, there you go. Well, all right. Well, Dan, thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming. Thanks for spending us. Thanks for spending your spring break with us. Yeah, my pleasure. Back to back weeks. That's right. We, we really appreciate it. Uh um, you're gonna you're gonna join next week's uh Dan, it's my birthday episode. It's your birthday episode. Well, if we figure out the timing, I might, I might be able to fit it in. All right. Um, what time is your planning period? Um, I don't know. I'm on break right now. I don't think about school. All right. Well, you let us know what time your planning period is. Well, uh, next week, yeah, we'll, this time we'll, next we'll, week, we'll be sponsored. We'll, <laughs> we'll work by Apple. <laughs> no, not by Apple. <laughs> we can put an Apple on it. <laughs> We can cover up one of the words with an apple. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.